Lakeshore Rounds. My name is Doug, and this is Doug Loves Minis. The show that saw 12 movies over 24 hours and is going to tell you all about it. Coming to you from a hotel bed in a hotel room in Austin, Texas, because it's too fucking cold to get out of bed, on Monday, December 9th, 2 Oceans 13. I'm doing a Benson movie interruption tonight at the Alamo Drafthouse Ritz. And it looks like it's going to be very lightly attended due to the cold weather, perhaps, or the fact that it's the holiday season, or the fact that it's a Monday, or that the screening isn't until 10 o'clock, or that the movie is Something's Gotta Give, a rom-com from 10 years ago starring Jack Nicholson. But those who do show up, we're going to huddle together and warm ourselves on the glow of the silver screen and Diane Keaton's genitalia. Next interruption in L.A. is New Year's Eve at CineFamily on December 16th. That's December 16th when we will be watching and interrupting the movie called New Year's Eve. We're not doing this on New Year's Eve because I don't know that there's a movie called December 16th. CineFamily.org for tickets and to clear up any confusion you might have. Doug's Movie a Day, Day 31. Friday I watched in this very hotel room. Thanks for sharing. And what drew me to this movie, I have to admit, was that it was about sex addiction and Gwyneth Paltrow was in it. Unfortunately, she's not the one who's a sex addict. But she does give Mark Ruffalo a damn nice lap dance in fancy underwear. Anyway, uh, Ruffalo's character is a sex addict, so there's a lot of uh, meetings, uh, you know, and uh, people talking about sex addiction and sponsors and chips and all of that stuff. Uh, There's little Elvis Costello on the soundtrack to hip up the whole enterprise. It's not for emetophobes. Josh Gad hurls after a running montage. Did I mention that Pink is in it? Speaking of hurling, I don't know why I don't like Pink. I mean, she's a good singer. I even like some of her songs. Anyway, when did Patrick Fugit get taller than Tim Robbins? Tim Robbins is a fucking giant. I think Fugit was standing on a box or something. Too bad Ruffalo couldn't turn into the Hulk and liven up this thing. (laughs) Um, It's billed as a comedy, but it has lots of serious parts. So you've been warned. Friday, Doug Loves Movies at the Neptune Theater in Seattle. I'm here telling you now, just for the Doug Loves Minis listeners, that it's going to be a Tournament of Championships episode. Yeah. Doug's Movie a Day, Day 32. Saturday, I got to attend Harry Knowles' 15th Annual Buttonumathon at the Alamo Drafthouse Ritz in downtown Austin. It's 24 hours of back-to-back old and new movies scheduled by Harry Knowles from Ain't It Cool News as a celebration of his birthday, which is a pretty sweet way to celebrate your birthday. I got to hand it to him. And... You know, he he picks some really interesting movies. But if any one person got to pick movies that a whole audience would have to watch for 24 hours, it's going to be a mixed bag. Um, let me tell you about this year's Buttonumathon. It's my second time, and I stayed awake through most of it. Little na- little cat naps here and there, and um, but unfortunately for me, 
They started off with The Wolf of Wall Street, the first movie, at noon on Saturday, and it remained my favorite of the entire Buttonumathon. By the very end of it, I still thought, you know, and it's unfair to the other movies that they have to be compared to The Wolf of Wall Street because it's really entertaining. It's really funny, super long, three hours long, but it's, it races by. I would have, I, I want to see the movie again today. If I could watch it again today, uh, I would. Um, so I'll be talking lots about that in the future. Uh, number two was Harlequin, a weird-ass uh, Australian movie. Um about uh, this dude uh, that's a uh, harlequin <laughs> and uh, it's got some unintentionally funny parts so it's fun to watch with an audience but the whole time I was watching I was thinking oh this would be, be a good interruption like I wish I could uh, make jokes uh, during this crazy ass movie uh, the third movie was The Hobbit Desolation of Smog and I'd say of The Hobbit movies it's the best of the two it has lots of great action in it the, there's a scene where Legolas uh, jumps around killing a bunch of orcs that is uh, amazing. The fourth movie was The Agony and the Ecstasy, which is all about the uh, mood swings of Michelangelo while he's trying to create the uh, – while he's trying to paint the ceiling of the Sistine Chapel. And I, I joked around with people after the movie that you know it was like watching paint dry, but it was actually uh, – it was pretty interesting for the most part. I mean, Charlton Heston's a weird choice for Michelangelo. He doesn't even attempt uh, an accent or anything at all. It's just Charlton Heston being all Charlton Heston-y about painting. But um, but it was it was definitely interesting. The fifth movie is a movie I can't talk about until next month. We've got uh, in January is when I can. Uh, tell you what movie that was. So especially if you're way behind on your Douglas minis and you're listening to this in January, uh, go ahead and tweet at me, hey, what was that movie that you saw at the Buttonumathon that you weren't allowed to talk about? Number six was Popeye. Yeah, that Popeye with Robin Williams. Um, what a weird-ass movie that is. It's a musical, but the music is terrible, but it's by a legendary musician – Songwriter Harry Nilsson wrote all the music, but the songs are, are – maybe it's just that the singing is all bad. I don't know what it is, but boy, is that uh, irritating and yet also oddly uh, compelling movie at the same time, which I could say is true of a lot of Robert Altman movies. But I definitely – in his uh, – of all of his films, uh, I definitely squeeze that one in somewhere in the middle, like not the worst but also far from the best. Uh, number seven was The Dragon Lives Again, which is a kind of a Bruce Lee knockoff of which apparently there were a lot of around the time right after Bruce Lee suddenly died. They, uh, there was still an audience for those kinds of films. And so this was one that's uh, – it's got some silly parts and some uh, <laughs> unintentionally funny parts and was uh, pretty fun to watch and I guess thematically was connected to uh, Popeye because there's a guy – in the movie who dresses like Popeye for uh, no particularly good reason. Uh, the movie number eight was The Loves of Edgar Allan Poe. This was a black and white film about a guy who wrote creepy stuff, but just about his love life and just about him just being like having trouble with these women. And so uh, it was kind of interesting, but I took a few catnaps during that one. 
Uh, movie number nine was uh, Digging Up the Marrow, which is a found footage movie that was uh, not even finished um, at the time. The director was there, um, Adam Green, and um, it's got work to be done on it still, and uh, so I won't say much more about it, but also it's it's a found footage movie that actually has some... Uh, some uh, pretty cool moments in it. I, you know, I'm sort of sick of found footage movies, but uh, they still keep finding reasons to make them. Uh, number ten was Edgar Allan Poe's *The Haunted Palace*, which is interesting because Edgar Allan Poe, uh, the the story that they used for the movie was written by somebody else, not Edgar Allan Poe, but they liked that name, *The Haunted Palace*, so much that they gave. They still gave the possessory credit to Edgar Allan Poe. So so that was weird. It stars Vincent Price and that's the movie where I just almost completely checked out. I slept through most of it. Uh, number 11 was The Fruit is Swelling, which is a, a real eye-opener. <laughs> seeing it at about 10 or 11 a.m. on Sunday, uh, day 33 of Doug's movie a day. And I'm not using – I saw I saw these movies for the first time. Like Popeye was the only one I'd seen before out of all 12 movies. But I, uh, I'm not counting them as different days because they just happen in, those, in that two-day period. So uh, you know, I'm still seeing at least one new movie a day every day. Uh, so uh, this movie was called The Fruit is Swelling, and it was from Hong Kong, uh, 90s, I think, and – but a – not a parody or a, more of a ripoff of the story of Tom Hanks – the Tom Hanks movie Big, but with little girls, two eight-year-old girls wishing that they were 18 and turning 18, but then it's a – you know, it's a softcore sex movie. So there's lots of sex – in this movie and the little the 18 year old the 8 year old and an 18 year old's body like walking in on sexual situations getting involved in sexual situations it's it's a very strange movie but also has some hilarious parts and uh, I don't know how you can see it yourselves but if you ever get the opportunity it's called the fruit is swelling and it was weird to watch it with an audience full of people too cuz the sex scenes are kind of long we might as well have been watching Blue is the warmest color, am I right? Uh, and then <laughs> number 12, the last movie on the uh, of the 24-hour, ended up being 26 hours, I think, but Numathon, was uh, Miyazaki's The Wind Rises, which looks beautiful, but I'm just not, and I stayed awake through the whole thing, but I'm just not a, a big, I like, if I'm going to watch anime, I want it to be like violent anime, you know? And this is just beautiful and dreamlike, and it has lots of flying sequences. And, uh, you know, it's, it's supposedly going to be his last film. And if you're into uh, Miyazaki, then, uh, then of course you're going to love it. Thanks again to Almo Drafthouse, to Tim League, uh, Kristen Bell, who works there also with Tim, and uh, the staff. Uh, at the Alamo Draft House, and did I say Harry Knowles? Uh, for another great Buttonomathon, and I, I can't wait for next year. 
Sunday, December 15th, I'm doing stand-up at 420 at Comedy Works in Denver. And then uh, nearby in uh, Littleton, I'm doing a movie interruption at the Alamo Draft House. Littleton at 7 o'clock of uh, Lethal Weapon. Yeah, Lethal Weapon, a Christmas treat. And now, the opposite of a treat. Space. 